What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. No, yeah, well, yeah. Never mind. That's a, that was a stupid question. No, there are no stupid questions. Just the ones you don't ask. That's sometimes the smartest thing I do is not ask questions. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. That's that's the wrong. Right? Yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to From the Middle, episode 23, the one all about Michael Jordan and LeJean Brains. I am very excited to have you all here with my co-hosts. I am Dylan Hubble. Rendell Krillala. <laughs> Hori Cubble. And this is episode 23 of From the Middle. I don't know what was funny in there. Okay, so my father-in-law, who's very conservative, had someone in his church. Um, and one of, one of my father-in-law's favorite things to do is what we just did, to switch the first, the, the first letters of names, right? Like right, we just yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And he was doing that to be silly after church one day when Betty Walls approached him. <laughs> yeah. How does it end? Oh, poor Betty. <laughs> and as it, as it finished coming out of his mouth, his face just goes <laughs> bright red because he's just now done that. Oh, poor that's, guy. that's one of my favorite stories about, about my father-in-law. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a completely random thing that I've been wanting to talk to you guys about. So right now I have a freelance client from South Africa. Okay. And he was telling me uh about ostriches. Okay. So if you have a cattle ranch in South Africa, they build an outer perimeter for the ostriches to run. And they use them as guard dogs. This is no... <laughs> I'm not even joking. Really? They will use them as guard dogs because they're absolutely... Terrifying? Terrifying, <laughs> territorial, and ferocious. 
Wow. This is 100% true. I was, we were, we're, we're doing some projects together and he's telling me about ostriches, how you can ride them. And he goes, no, but you don't mess around around ostriches. Cause if you, you won't outrun them, obviously. Right. And they'll do one of two things. If you're belly up on the ground, they have a middle talon, like a velociraptor and they will cut you. They'll cut you sternum to, and they'll cut you open. If you flip over on your back, they will stomp you to death. Wow. So. Holy. Isn't that interesting? I thought the client story Man. was going to be like, he's a prince of South Africa. No. And if I wire transfer him $10,000. <laughs> no, he was just telling me about ostriches. That's and I was crazy. like, I didn't know that about ostriches. I'm not, hey, I'm afraid of ostriches now. At all. But he's yeah. like, they're absolutely terrifying. It's be dark when I head out to my truck tonight and I'm going to be yeah. almost scared. Have that- you ever seen that video where the guy in Australia, uh, a kangaroo has his dog? No. Okay. Everybody, if you're not in a car, Google this right now. The, uh, a guy and his dog are out in the wilderness. Somehow, the kangaroo gets the dog in a headlock. Okay. Is the kangaroo wearing, wearing boxing gloves? Are you going to pull this up right now? I am while you're talking. Okay. Yeah, gonna... And then the dude, I'll let you watch it, but the dude, to defend his dog and get his dog free... Just jacks the kangaroo in the face with a sucker punch. Whoa. And go ahead. I'm watching it right now, live. And also, you should do a Google image search for like muscular kangaroo. (laughs) I've seen that. That's frightening. Since we're we're on the topic of frightening animals, just Google a muscular kangaroo. Mm. It looks like nothing you've ever seen before. I'll do a third one if you're bored at work. <laughs> Google, do a Google image search of a shaved bear. Oh, yeah. I've <laughs> seen it looks that. like a demon, like yeah. what I imagine a demon looks like. Yeah. Shaved, those are, those shaved are bears. Bad. Yeah. So you have three fun things about animals uh, today. Did you know owls have really long legs? <laughs> <laughs> I recently saw, I think, <laughs> Sherry showed me that. Yeah. Where they like lift up the bottom Whoa. feathers. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm watching this guy go like toe to toe with a kangaroo, and it's probably the best thing I've ever seen. How crazy is that? And the kangaroo looks at him like he doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. I'll share that from our Facebook Man, page. That is. I'll share in the link to that. That's, that was fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, my brain definitely went to this the like one of the first scenes in Jurassic Park. Where uh, is it? Sam Neill's characters? I forget the actor's name, but uh, with the, the little the little kid saying like it's basically a Velociraptor is a big bird, and then he's explaining how yep. Velociraptors hunt, and he takes the he takes the the, the talon, the or, talon the... or whatever, and he slices like fake slices across his belly, and yep. it's like your guts would spill out. Yeah, not to be gross, but that's immediately what my head went to. Hmm. Speaking of Jurassic Park, and we shared this from our Facebook page, all the original actors are coming back from the new Jurassic World. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Uh, I was a huge fan of the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, two and three were good. Jurassic World was good. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was good, but the first one was amazing. Exactly. So I am yeah. so excited. Uh, it was. Sam Neill uh, plays Dr. Grant. Uh, Laura Dern, mm-hmm. uh, hot off of Star Wars The Last Jedi, 
is uh, Dr. Ellie and Jeff Goldblum as Malcolm. You love, you're a big Jeff Goldblum fan. I like Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Do you ever see the movie Spinning Boris? No. No? That was a weird kind of like indie film where basically he they're, uh, he's part of a small group that's like a political like PR campaigning type group. And a Russian like oligarch hires him, them, this PR firm, to come help them in the Russian elections. It's interesting. It's, you know, it's absolutely what you'd expect. Jeff Goldblum in Russia equals weird. And so just, it's really Jeff good. Goldblum lately in anything equals weird. I love the guy, but he's a little quirky. I watched him on Hot Ones. And he's just like this quirky, thespian, sort of like yes. really interesting, um, very charismatic. Watch I, him on Hot Ones. It's just. Wa- yeah, I've seen the Hot Ones thing. And, and I, I, I like. I like Jeff Goldblum, and I like his persona um, outside of the characters even. But it still seems like he is trying really hard to be something, and I don't know what that thing is that he's trying to be, but it feels contrived to me. But I still like it. I don't know if there's a better quirky pairing than Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith and Independence Day. <laughs> I can't think of two people less suited to be in a movie together that work, <laughs> and it works. Uh, I would like if if listeners can think of weirder examples of a primary duo in a film. Ooh, that's a good one. That don't belong together, but somehow it works. I would love to hear it because if you can think of a better one than Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, uh, I'll be excited. And if I haven't seen the movie you're talking about, I'll watch it if you think it's better than that because. What a quirky pair, and it's a great film. Uh, also, he's getting a Disney Plus show as part of the Disney acquired National Geographic when they bought Fox. Yeah. Uh, he's getting the world according to Jeff Goldblum, uh, <laughs> which right. I think kind of how I understood the show is it's going to be like um, almost like a how it's made type show, but he's like going along and narrating or like dirty jobs, but all these random anything that they could send him off to do. Yeah. Um, it's the world according to Jeff Goldblum. So that's one, fun. One more reason you're I'll, definitely going to be that. tuning into Disney Plus. Created dinosaur paradise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do though with the new Jurassic Park uh, or Jurassic World or whatever, but super exciting. They're all back. The Rock will be in it probably. I'm sure. Yeah. I guess he's the highest paid. I think he's going to be a dinosaur. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> they won't even have to do any makeup. That's just going to work. I w- I think that maybe the the dinosaur world is going to be ruled by the scorpion king could be <laughs> what a bad movie what scorpion king yeah yeah it was terrible yeah uh and it was the rock's breakthrough moment i really wanted to like it yeah yeah uh i i think seriously though for jurassic world with all of them if he's not some kind of bounty hunter mercenary i'm gonna be shocked yeah, no, I think this is this is the second one. So I think by law that he has to be in every other movie that comes out. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so, the thing. So, all right. so here it is. So everyone, keep an eye on the movie theaters he's for Jurassic World 3. He's a <laughs> That's great. You, you, you mentioned the Scorpion King. I had to mention something I discovered on the interwebs the other day. Um, it's a YouTube channel called The Corridor Crew. And it's a group of visual effects artists who reimagined terrible, terribly done scenes from movies. 
So yeah. they took the scene when the Scorpion King comes out with the scorpion legs, but the rock oh, torso, yeah. and how bad the CG was in oh, that yeah. scene. But yeah. they, they just said, okay, we don't have any work to do today. We have like half a day. Let's just fix that scene. Mm-hmm. And so it's this group of guys who do this for a living, and they reimagine that scene, and they fix all the visual effects. But you learn like why it looks bad to your eye. Like, you don't realize why it looks bad, like s- some of the effects that they're doing. Yeah. And but they just break down visual effects in lots of other movies. It's pretty cool if you're if you're into the artsy fartsy side of film. Check out the Corridor Crew. Free shout out for them. Um, and you also introduced me to something I had never seen before on yeah. YouTube when I was at your house the other day. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Quick thought though on the CG and Scorpion King. My even as a kid, my reaction to that was, why not just human legs and he's like almost immortal. Mm-hmm. Why he's the rock. He's already huge. Just <clears throat> make him look like a guy who's <laughs> super hard to kill. Yeah. I don't understand why he had to have literal scorpion legs. Uh, so bad. Okay. So I did something amazing and introduced you to something uh, because I'm so thoughtful and kind and, and I'm caring. so excited about it. And so tell us about it. No, you you do it because you you introduced it to me. I only okay. saw the one thing. Well, I don't have the as I don't have as good of a description for it uh, as far as the whole breakdown of what the show is. But essentially, I think BuzzFeed does the videos, and it's a cartoonist versus an animator. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Nobody knows the difference between those two, so I'll let you describe what? that. <laughs> True. <laughs> Nobody really knows. So there's two people that can draw. And they're drawing digitally, and they're given a thing to draw, like a, cin- a Cintiq tablet, which is no, a three thousand dollar. Also, no one knows what that is. It's just like a three thousand dollar fancy iPad. This is why I Pro. Told, I, to be fair, with I, a stylus. Why I said you should describe it. So, <laughs> but so they're given something to draw, like a character, like the Flash or Homer Simpson or something like that. Neither of them can see uh, the other person's take on it. At the end, they switch screens so they can see each other's drawing. Right. And then they're shown the reference photo of what the character should look like. Yeah. So they don't have reference going into it. They just say, draw the flash from memory, what you think the flash looks like. Right, right. So now explain all the other parts that nobody knows about. (laughs) Well, just like, first of all, Dylan said, I've never shown this to you because I just assumed you already knew about it. Right. Um, But animators, so they're the ones that are drawing multiple frames. And so their drawings are typically very, very dynamic. And like there's motion lines where a a traditional cartoonist might be only drawing a single frame or a single panel for like a comic strip or or a single standalone comic. So cartoonist, animator. So, so when we see the Disney opening with all the pages flop down and Mickey's moving, yeah, that's an animator. That's the animator. Okay. And if you watch, or if you if you like Garfield or your favorite comic strip from the funnies, um, that's a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, so they the one you showed me was the Flash, and they just said draw the Flash, and they all work on on shows. So some of them will, are have their they're a crew for an existing cartoon that's on Cartoon Network or Netflix or whatever. Right. And so they're just going toe to toe drawing the flash from memory. And it's not just two at a time. They'll do like six or eight per episode. Um, and it's just really cool because like they're having like live dialogue of like, what does this logo look like on his chest? And where are his lightning bolts? Because these are iconic characters, but you sort of forget the exact details. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some of them very much have their own style. And then they just show each other their drawings at the end. And it's just like for an art geek like me, it's just really, really fun. 
And so anyway, Dylan introduced me to that when I was at his place the other day, and I need to binge watch all of the episodes. You get a lot of pleasure out of watching non-artists <laughs> draw things. Uh, so can you explain, uh, first of all, why are you so cruel? And <laughs> yeah. second, why is it so amusing to you? It's, it's not... <laughs> For those for those of you who this is this is your first time listening to this podcast, these two idiots are brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and I'm true. just a, I'm just I'm just a guy. Yeah. Any 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 who. It's 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 no different than if you if you can if you have pitch, <laughs> and you tell someone to sing a song and they're nowhere near the proper notes or any sort of thing resembling right. the proper pitch. It's just. You're not making fun of them. You're just like, why can't your brain hear that and sing the right note? So when you use analogies where you're perfect and other people are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But seriously, I could I can understand though. And also I can understand where you're coming from. It's interesting having been literally trained to do something, watching somebody who has no knowledge of that thing attempt it would be but you're, you're interesting to see how they take on. You kind of you like kind of made it sound like though that like Corey likes to go to parties yeah. and just like <laughs> and just like with a with a pad of paper and a pen and, and just fun. like you just like handsome somebody be like here try to draw something right now. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I've seen him do that. What you describe, what you just described, I've seen happen. Okay, let me let me come up with an an, an example where I'm the opposite end of the the knowledge spectrum. Yeah. So if a mechanic said, take the wing nut off of the air filter, and I'd go, what? <laughs> or yeah. like when I walk into the, the mechanic shop and go. That was, and that was, even that was a stupid example. Right? Like where I have to make the noise of the, the noise that my car's making because I don't know how to describe it to him. That's a Brian Regan bit, right? Like, yeah. uh, what's wrong with your car? It's going, can you fix that? <laughs> um, so, so. That's why it's it's not like haha make fun of them at a party. It's just like why can't you move the pencil enough times to make it look like that? Like if I gave you no time limit, yeah, yeah. it's right in front of your face. Yeah. Just make marks until the thing on your paper looks like the thing that you're drawing. Like I don't understand why. <laughs> like <laughs> what's wrong with you idiots? <laughs> Okay, it's it's literally right there. You just just, to... just keep making. You can erase as many times as you want. Just keep making marks until it looks like that. Isn't that a a, a thing somewhere on the internet? Like things explained badly, like drawing is <laughs> just make the mark, make marks until it looks like those marks over there. <laughs> yeah, like, literally just use the utensil or the drawing thing in front of you. Yeah, you just draw it. That's all. Just draw it. I mean, yeah. Anyway, how yeah. did we get on that? Oh, the show. So it's really great. You should watch it if you care about drawing at all. I don't remember. Is there official? It's BuzzFeed hosts it. It's uh, cartoonists versus animators. I think it's just called cartoonists versus animators. Yeah, I'm sure if you search cartoonists versus animator on YouTube, it'll come right up. Anyway, but, thank you for sharing. Yeah, and, and and as somebody who has no ability whatsoever, like drawing like that, it's still super interesting because. I think the part that I like the most is these people all have very different styles, not even just the animators versus the cartoonists, but they'll have multiple animators who even draw wildly different. Obvi that sounds obvious. Like Simpsons right, does not yeah, look yeah. like Justice League cartoons. <clears throat> but you don't really think about that when people are trying to draw something in what their mind, like they're trying, to, they're draw trying to draw the, the, same, the thing. same thing. Yeah. You just assume that they're all going to look pretty similar, uh, but they're still very different. And, as all things that are interesting in the world today, if it's just the right length, it's so digestible 
that's where comedians and cars with coffee is like hits the sweet spot for media. It's 15 mm. minutes. Those cartoon cartoonists for animators are like six, eight, 10, 12 minutes. So it's yeah. just really easy to watch a couple. Officially, yeah. it's animator versus cartoonist um, from BuzzFeed. There you go. So uh, look that up on YouTube if you're into that kind of thing at all. I think that's fun. Since we're on YouTube recommendations, just one more quick one. Since we're all cinephiles um, to varying degrees, we like movies. That's what that means. Um, so they will have like a surgical resident will come in. Uh, it's Wired is the, um, the YouTube channel. A surgical resident will break down medical scenes in TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a coach will break down coaching scenes in, in TV shows lawyers. and movies. Lawyers. Any, any legal. Yeah. yeah. Lawyers. So experts in that actual field break down those same things played out in TV and movies. It's kind of fun because you're actually yeah. learning. So like one example was like hackers, like an actual hacker came in and said, no, you would never see a screen like that. Like, you yeah. know, whatever. It's just kind of cool to learn. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wired has actually a decent amount of YouTube content. I like their autocomplete interviews. If you've never seen those, I have seen those uh, really simple premise. Some celebrity comes on and essentially just answers questions about themselves. But uh, Wired is is showing these questions on like a cue card and they're things commonly Googled about that celebrity. So they'll sort of peel away uh, this little sticker on the cue card to reveal a question and then the the celebrity will answer it. So I find those amusing. I don't watch every one of them, but any celebrity that I enjoy, they're often just normal questions you would want to know about celebrity. Where are they from? Did they go to college? You know, it's, I always love the ones where a name is kind of similar and then they assume that two <laughs> celebrities are related Yeah, because they the names might sound kind of close. Uh, mm-hmm. And so those the Wired, Wired has some pretty cool content on YouTube. Kendall, are you YouTube junkie about anything? I'm a YouTube junkie about lots of things. That is my medium of choice. For the most part, and I have a whole bunch of subscriptions and they range from cooking to um, obviously the, the, the podcasts that I listen to that also have YouTube channels. I'm following those. Um, what else is there? Oh, the, that uh, Fairburn Films, um, which is the if you're following our Facebook page, it's this thing that, that Corey shared um, <laughs> about the, the, the one guy is the Australians. Is, the Australians and the one guy is cringing for a whole year because it's an odd year <laughs> it's for 2020. Those guys are just, and that's all, all of their videos are just like short little stupid things like mm-hmm. that, that I just, I just absolutely love. Um, I follow another one where you have these, I, I think, are they Australian or I'm not even sure. Maybe, I don't know. But these guys, they basically just go to the top of a tower and drop things <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes they'll like they'll have like you know anvil versus trampoline from four hundred feet. Well, see, I'm gonna immediately go home and do this. Watch <laughs> yeah, this. So, um, yeah, no, I I do. There's I, one with like super slow motion things because like in, like um, it's like one step higher than slow motion. Yeah, or slower than slow motion. But it's like bullets going through things, or like when you mm-hmm. put um, metal objects into one of those heavy duty grinders and like what that would look like and just yeah mesmerized. there's all kinds of stupid things like that like what what if what if i fill an entire pool with orbeez did you what say arby's orbeez oh your can pool, you imagine a whole your pool, pool full of arby's your pool has the meats <laughs> my pool has the meats <laughs> what did you say what word is or- coming out orbeez what are orbeez, orbeez? those scented balls <clears throat> i don't that doesn't help bad description we should, betty would know what we're talking about <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Way to no, bring things, it back. There are things that, that I, I'm pretty sure are are they were created for the the agriculture industry. I think I immediately went to um, a pool of roast beef sandwiches. So I would did. love a better description. We're a far cry from that. So picture <laughs> picture a ball that has some kind of a biodegradable gelatinous shell inside of it is is uh, is absorption is that what they like they they start out as these small little things and then you put them in water and they expand like a crazy amount of time their size and they they hold on to that water i think and retain it and then i think the idea is for like irrigation purposes you can use those somehow for that i don't know we're talking about different things are you describing a sponge (laughs) no no Okay. Not really. Like the little animals that you would put in the no, bath, but, and they but and really the. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think that that's kind of their background was was something along those lines. In reality, what they are, are, are things for people to make stupid YouTube videos <laughs> off. Got of. it. Okay. And so they do crazy things like fill a pool with like millions of these things and then huh. jump in. I thought they were like home decor that just happened to smell good, and they're these these little gelatinous balls. That, that you put in a dish and they just smell good and they... That might be another <laughs> application for the same concept. We have a, I have a lot of fact-checking to do. We, you do. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep you busy with things like that. Other stupid videos of, you know, I don't know, let's fill a fish tank with Coca-Cola and then throw like 5,000 Mentos into it and see what that does. Yeah. World War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. So speaking of Arby's, did you ever try that? Um, unofficial menu item that they will make, the Meat Mountain. No. Is that what it was called? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you have one? I did. Yeah. It was, it was like it? a $25 sandwich. Well, yeah. actually, they didn't question you. Did you ask for a Meat Mountain? They mm-hmm. knew you were talking didn't, about? didn't question me at all. They knew exactly what I was talking about. Really? Yeah. I don't That's know awesome. if it was for a limited for time. For some reason, I'm always scared to like ask for an off the menu thing. So I'm like, what if they're new and they don't know what I'm talking about? And then I look like an idiot. That's how much I care about what strangers think of me. You did ask me if I'd had the new Taco Bell item. Yeah. And so I good. I was like, oh, yeah, I've already had it. Like the Insider article you sent me was like before it had launched. Mm-hmm. It's like this thing's going to come out. I'm like, yeah, I've already. <laughs> yeah. I went to a Taco Bell. I already before. had several. Yeah. Before yeah. before they were even making the thing. He I knew just, what was up. Yeah. I went with the, the ingredients and I told Delicious. them how to make it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for the Try Channel on YouTube. The Irish people try videos. Yeah, yeah. I like those a lot. It's the accent for sure. Uh, they're also just funny. They are funny. There's, I mean, there's the one guy who has like the long dark hair and the. Do you know what I'm talking about? They call him Irish. No, yeah, no, no. no. Uh, uh, leather jacket guy. Yeah, the leather jacket leather jacket guy. guy. And then, I love him. Yeah, and then Dermot. Uh, mm-hmm. His he loathes peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those I I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So. Oh, there she is. Uh, Arby's has it. Uh, I exaggerated. Shocker. A $10 secret menu item called the Meat Mountain, okay? I don't know even know if they still have this, so we'll have to go back and fact check. This was 2014. Uh, two chicken tenders. Jeez. One and a half ounces of roast turkey. One, one and, and a half? half? One and a half ounces of ham. One slice of Swiss cheese. One and a half ounces of corned beef. One and a half ounces of brisket. One and a half ounces of Angus steak. <laughs> one slice of cheddar cheese. One and a half ounces of roast beef. And three half strips of bacon. <laughs> And it's called Meat Mountain. Mm. Mm. And it was delicious. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> I was sweating halfway through. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I had not, to, I not had to try good. it once. 
There's well, one of the YouTube videos I follow is the um, binging with Babish. Yeah, we've talked. Which about actually, that I think I think he's like now the the single most popular cooking YouTube guy right now, which is which is awesome. I love the guy, but I, he did one of his. He does a special episode like every whatever fifty thousand or hundred thousand yeah. subscribers. One of them was he did like an everything meat burrito. And he, I mean, he tried to stay as true to that as he could. Like he went to specialty places and found snake and like Whoa. everything he could get his hands on, and and he couldn't get the thing down. There was just too much going too much. on. Yeah, yeah. That'd so. be t- that'd be tough on top of the flavor profiles of that many different things, right? Uh, just the sheer volume of something with that much. Well, so I think he, if I remember right, he made. He took all of those meats, made a giant mixture, and then used an appropriate amount of that mixture to make the burrito, if that mm. makes sense. Not like blended. <laughs> no. He didn't blend them all no, together. No, he, okay. didn't, he didn't blend them all cool. together. <laughs> but it wasn't... I mean, the burrito was comically huge, but it wasn't like the size yeah. of your desk. Oh. <laughs> mega desk? Size of mega desk. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys know bad lip reading, right? Yes. Oh, that's one of my favorites, too. And um, when Jimmy Kimmel used to do unnecessary censorship, <laughs> yes, do you remember that? Uh, yeah. I don't. He would he would bleep things that weren't that that weren't bad, but he would bleep them in strategic places to make it sound like they were saying horrible things. <laughs> so like reality TV, right? No, like a kid talking about his favorite stuffed animal, but he would bleep it uh, so that it sounded like the kid was. That right. was a really bad description. No, if if so, if you were if you were to say, if uh, if somebody were to say, you know, hey, do you want to put your phone in my purse? <laughs> he would bleep it so it sounds like, hey, do you want to put your beep in my beep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like that, but like for Sesame Street and like <laughs> Dora the Explorer, it was called This Week in Unnecessary Censor- yeah, yeah. Unnecessary Censorship. Where we censor things whether they need it or not. <laughs> it's really good. It's I'll worth a. To, it's I'll worth a Google. Check it out. I I really did not like. I had used YouTube on and off for years. I really didn't get into YouTube a lot until it was an app on Apple TV. Okay. And even later, the newest Apple TV where there's like an app store, because right. then you got the remote, you can search with Siri and whatever. Um, that's really what it, I still don't really get on YouTube, like on my phone or iPad or anything. And I know people spend tons of time doing that. Um, I am absolutely the weird one where it's like, no, nah, I'll watch it on Apple TV, but that's about it. Yeah. Like it, like social media is not big for me, but like YouTube is, yeah, that I is like, your social media. I like fail videos too. See, yeah. Perfect example, Apple TV and probably various things. There's an app called Pluto TV. Yeah, they have Fail Army channel. And they have the Fail Army channel, which is awesome because then mm-hmm. it's just looped. Uh, uh, 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, right, by the cat channel. Which is essentially, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, basically. But it's just people. Yeah, and every, every now and then they'll show you of people actually doing things and not getting hurt or being done. Right. Yeah, without the, stupid jokes from the short guy from, yeah. from oh, Fresh Prince. So, so many, yeah, breaks. My kids love that show. And, you know, it's something we can put on and I don't have to worry you about. Know, what yeah, for that reason, my family watches the show, too. But fail are, like fail videos are great, but sometimes it almost makes me mad when there's like an Olympic gymnast who's like obviously spectacular at whatever they're doing. And it's the one video where they happen to mess up. Yeah. It's not <laughs> as funny to me because it's like you're 
you're otherwise awesome. This is just the practice of you yeah. doing your thing where you mess up. There's a lot of those. It's somebody that's brilliant at hula hoop in their living room, and then it flies up and hits the fan or something. Mm-hmm. Those don't make me laugh. It's no. the one where it's like the drunk guy who sh- you're like, oh, and Chris D'Elia calls it the des- the deserve it scale. How yeah. much do you deserve what's about to happen right. to you? Right. So the des- if the deserve it scale is high, then this video is going to be hilarious. Yeah. But if you're like a, a really awesome athlete and you're doing the, the what do they call it where they tumble across tumbling, where they're tumbling across the floor and doing flips. And it's the one time where they eat it on their practice for right. the day. That's not that funny. It's like, uh, well, you're you're still spectacular at what you do. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It's so funny. I, for I'm me, the, the ones I'm, I love laughing at, they've put a board <laughs> on the back of a truck and they're going to jump it with a motorcycle. Those are also funny. And I'm just watching this like, you're an idiot. You deserve every bit of yeah. you getting hurt. So the deserve it scale. So if <laughs> yes, the deserve it scale it. is yeah. high, yeah. the video is going to be funny. I get it. I laugh at both. Yeah. That's fair. For sure. Yeah. And the, actually, the ones I don't like, they show far too many car wrecks, which mm. are really uncomfortable to watch for me. I do not like those where there's pedestrians on the corner. A car pulls out into the lane oh. and then uh-huh. somebody, those to me, that's like, I don't want to see that's that. look away type cringy. That's not, yeah. that's not a fail. Of it. I mean, it's, yeah. They had one where the, uh, two motorcyclists are coming around a corner down a hill the guy in the back motorcycle has a GoPro on his helmet. His buddy in front of him, the motorcycle jackknifes. He slides, slides right under the front tire of a semi truck. The semi just happens to stop right before it crushes this guy's head like a melon. Oh. And they're like, isn't that funny? And I'm like, no, no, because that video, yeah, that, 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 that is not funny. That video no, goes horrible. There are videos where that goes the other way. And I don't want to see that. Right. <laughs> Which used to be I mean, steak show and, me, show me steak the video, and cheese back in the not day. Not necessarily funny, but still a video I want to see is what one that I did see where it was a motorcycle accident where the motorcyclist ends up riding the hood of the car perfectly safe. <clears throat> yeah. So I saw that I same one. I don't mind seeing that one. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, this isn't all <laughs> we wanted to talk about today. No. But we're 32 minutes in. Can huh. I? We're just being that? real. So some people might be wondering about the cold open with Star Trek. Oh, yeah. What was that about, Dylan? Uh, yeah, and then the Star Trek theme right after. <laughs> yeah, is brilliantly delivered. Uh, so I, I realized that we've gone a long way. And this was actually the back end of this discussion ties into a pet peeve, but we didn't get there on the pet peeves episode. So. Uh, Wait, I, we did two episodes on pet peeves and didn't get to one. I had a long list still left. <laughs> yeah, I, I still come up with them, man. <sighs> yeah, well, we can, do my... a, we can do a pet peeves part three later. I'm okay. sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually thought, uh, for how geeky we are, and we've talked about Star Wars, uh, we've yet to talk about Star Trek at all, and that felt like a great opportunity to not talk about Star Wars versus Star Trek but Star Wars and Star Trek, because they don't have to be adversarial. That's true. Wait, wait, this is a new idea for me. Right, which (sighs) is one of my pet peeves. For too many people, it is. People that vehemently are... I feel like it's usually the Star Trek people who are... who who see them as adversarial, and not uh, the Star... But you're a Star Wars people. Yes. Hmm. I I still submit that Star Wars has one of the worst fan bases of anything I've ever encountered. Well. Overall. So so what is your pet peeve? So, well, one of my pet peeves is making things out to be a this versus that when there's zero reason to do that. Sure. Uh, iPhone versus Android, Mac versus PC, 
uh, PlayStation versus Xbox, Star Wars versus Star Trek. None of these things have to compete. Marvel versus DC. Marvel versus DC. Yeah. Uh, so the pet peeve is making things out to be heated debates. You can discuss them and prefer one or the other. I prefer Marvel over DC. Uh, I that pref- doesn't mean you hate anything DC. doesn't mean I have to hate or need to debate anyone who <laughs> likes DC. Uh, but that's a huge pet peeve because everything becomes so tribal when you're talking about anything like that. But I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about Star Wars and Star Trek. So I will. I think we should start. Do either of you have any strong feelings about Star Trek? Not strong. Um, I like Star Trek. I also like Star Wars. All old stuff, new stuff, old stuff and new TV stuff. TV movies, both. All J.J. Abrams plus the classic. Okay, all of it. Yeah, got it. All of it. So uh, Captain's Log. Um, <laughs> Just the, the other day at our uh, at our family get together that I that I mentioned last week, my brother in law is he is a huge Star Trek fan. My wife's family are all Star Trek fans, and they her family is what you just described. They love Star Trek, and they hate Star Wars, and, and you you start and, and it's just. And so what my, my brother-in-law was saying was, was uh, his point was that Star Trek is real science fiction, not that crap that Star Wars comes up with. Right. And, and, and I mean, I mean, I, I look, if we're talking, if, if we're talking about science fiction, if you're saying which one is the better science fiction um, or is, is true to, to the, the genre of science fiction, I would probably agree with them. Yeah. Um, but then my, my point was yours is that like it's not an apples and oranges thing. Star Wars is much broader than that. It's 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 much bigger. Their audience is not just science fiction nerds. Right. Um, they have a much broader appeal, and I'm sure that that's by design. Uh, and and Star Trek is much more niche, and uh, to the the scientific crowd and science fiction crowd, and, and I'm sure that that's also by design. And so I, I feel like, therefore, maybe I'm generalizing too much, but like the hardcore science fiction fans who tend to like Star Trek for that reason would would see Star Wars as as a I don't know if they see that Star Wars as a that's what I don't get. Like, do you find Star Wars threatening to Star Trek in some some way, shape, or form? Because it's obviously that I mean it. There, yeah, you can. You can have one with or without the other. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. Corey? So to, to make a generalization would be almost playing into what you're saying. But in my experience, the Star Trek fans seems, seem to be a little more cerebral or a little more into science fiction. Mm-hmm. Whereas your Star Wars fans might not even otherwise like science fiction stuff. But because Star Wars feels like a space adventure... Or it's a little more, um, uh, like, uh, what do they call like pirate movies and cowboy movies? Like, um, there's a word for that in cinema. Um, Cowboy and pirate movies. (laughs) There's a word for it. I don't. I'll I'll think of it later. Cowboy and pirate movies. Just, just movies where it's like adventurous, sort of like action adventure. Action adventure. It starts with an R. I feel anyway. Um, you could like those a little more because, 
we're not getting hum, hung up on all the science fiction of it. It just happens to be the, the world in which this otherwise um, just action fun movie is taking place. Right. And so in my experience, that's what that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, t- I, I've never been drawn to Star Trek. I don't dislike it. I don't hate on it. I'm actually not one of those that hate on it. I've just never been drawn to it. You've just never picked it up as a fan. Just never picked it up. Just never picked it up as a fan. Um, I think the J.J. Abrams movies were good. I liked them. They were fun. Um, but I remember you saying, "Hey, I, I, I've, I've been a Star Wars fan. I think I'm going to go back and watch Star Trek." And I was like, "Really? Like what? What season or what generation?" You're like, "Oh, like in the '60s, like the original Star Trek." And this is before you were you were married, and you're like, "Yeah." So I watched through all of Star Trek, and I'm like. This the old version. You're like no, no, no. Like all of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, you watched forty years of Star Trek. Yeah, in how many months was it? Uh, well, the whole there was a lot probably broken up over a year. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot That's of impressive. There's an there's a, a immense official universe tied to Star Trek that Star Wars at the time just didn't have. Still doesn't. Swashbuckling. 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 That feels like exclusive to pirates. I actually mm. was thinking that word, but I'm like, well, that just it, no. Pirates. I think it's like that. I think it is often used in context of pirate movies, but it's that like Johnny Depp as Jack swashbuckling Sparrow. adventure guys jumping off of things and shooting and running mm-hmm. around like yeah. that's that's more. Whereas Star Trek has always felt more like quiet, measured, smart, yeah, um, intelligentsia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that that uh, that Trekkies who are hostile towards Star Wars will often say about they Star like Trek. They 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 like how that's part of the brand. They like how theoretically accurate it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they prefer Trekkers, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel either. like that was a thing. Yeah, and there, there's no. I really wasn't looking for any certain answer. I I think anybody that has an approach to the universe probably has a very different opinion. I came in. I'm gonna have a different opinion than somebody who was there from the beginning or the beginning of maybe like the '90s stuff. Right. Um. Because my how I approached it is a little different. I only remembered literal minutes of the next generation being on TV as a kid here or there. Our parents didn't watch. Nobody in our immediate family watched Star Trek. Kevin did, our uncle. Uh, Sorry, I'm thinking parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's where we saw saw it, if any, was was probably next generation. Yeah, minutes at a time. And the only thing I really remember was uh, Patrick Stewart in uniform and some aliens, and I knew it was in space. That was about my entire... uh, opinion it's not even opinion that's just what i knew of your it. experience to my that experience point. to that point and so it wasn't until now what 10 years ago jj abrams did the 2009 reboot of the same name just star trek right uh, with the te- marketing tagline this isn't your father's star trek right? right so like that's how the movie was promoted and uh, i remember going uh to see it uh with my roommate good buddy uh brandon and we went to the theater, and he asked me what I thought coming out of it. I'm like, I loved it. Like, <laughs> this is Star Trek. I could go back and watch Star Trek. And he's like, well, this is it's not exactly Star Trek. Because <laughs> really, the Chris Pine, that, re- that reboot, excuse me, <clears throat> that reboot was the popcorn sci-fi, not really sci-fi, space adventure popcorn right. summer flick, right? 
And that to me, as I started getting into the Trek universe, that to me was the difference. I would agree with both of you. Star Trek is traditional sci-fi, cerebral, yeah, cultural, very, very social heavy. commentary. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hitting cultural issues hard in right. Star Trek. And that's from the very beginning of Star Trek. I mean, that's yeah. the first kiss between a, a interracial kiss on television was... Um, was the, the characters in the original Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. And so this is very much a social, cultural, commentary, cerebral. Uh, and so for me, that's why they don't feel at odds. They're just different. Star Wars is this space, almost Western adventure fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. Not Doesn't feel sci-fi at all. Star Wars never. Midi-chlorians was the first time they even kind of approached anything scientific. Right. That they were trying to use. And it wasn't <laughs> our world science. It was their world, their universe science. Um, and that's not that's not it at all. That Star Wars is a very adventure driven, um, traditional character archetype type driven story um, where Star Trek is very much a science fiction. It's a character driven drama uh, with a little bit of action and heavily relying on so, social culture, commentary, sci-fi elements. Um, you know, and then you have some shows that might be in the middle, uh, like Battlestar Galactica was probably a little bit in between, uh, <laughs> the old one and the new one. Uh, and then you had Firefly, which always felt much more like mm. Star Wars to me than Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica. Sequest? Sequest. Is that the one with uh, uh, the dolphin? What, what yeah, then you had like Seagate and Star Stargate, and you yeah. have you, there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff. So I got into it really yeah. late, and then I went back and uh, after <laughs> talking quite a bit with some friends that I worked with at the time, they're going, "Well, I wouldn't maybe go if you've never really sat down and watched anything. Maybe don't go back to the original series. Yeah. Maybe you should go back to the next generation and there and watch some of that in the '90s." Yeah. So Star Trek is for people who are smart and like to think. Star Wars is for people who like <laughs> oh who like shiny gosh. things. <laughs> that's well, that's exa- <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly what Kendall. I think saying. that's what we're saying. I'm blood red mad. Yeah, yeah and yeah. a lot of our population likes things simple. Let's just call them simple people. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and and for them, you know. Star Wars is 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 what they can handle. Why don't you? Oh, jeez! <laughs> Why don't you play with this bright lightsaber? <laughs> Go wave that yeah. around. Yes, swashbuckle to engage in daring and romantic adventures with ostentatious bravado or flamboyance. Daring, romantic, heroic, daredevil, dashing, adventurous. Can you explain to the Star Wars people what ostentatious? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Screw you and the horse you rode in on, man. You know what? I'm tired of this. Oh, I literally just broke my mic stand. Uh, who's the um, famous physicist whose name I tried to remember in episode zero? Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So he would probably he would probably look at much of Star Trek and go, "Yeah, that's based in science. That's accurate, probably. or or physics, or or whatever." Whereas Star Wars takes some liberties with some things, sure, um, right, in an effort to make a better story. Yeah, and I think with, I think with, because uh, the because the correct answers to Dylan's list are Apple, Marvel, PlayStation, and Star Wars. <laughs> Those are the correct answers. To which question? I'm sorry. 
your whole list at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of polarizing camps of things. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna, oh, right. It's Apple, Marvel, PlayStation, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Everybody else is wrong. This is why we can't have nice things. Uh, yeah. 96% of people just went, thank you, Corey, for finally saying it. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings up a question. Okay. Are we reasonable to a fault on this show? <laughs> That's a premise that you've wanted to discuss before. I think that's a premise for another time, but I don't uh, even know what that premise means. But I'm excited to dive dive into. Yeah, it. I, that's that. I feel like that should be a whole episode, like at 50 or something. Like we okay. just, like we go back over all the episodes and go, yeah. But we as were. a teaser, though, explain to people what you mean, and then we'll get to it later. Well, yeah. So the idea are, are essentially being reasonable to a fault. Are we essentially non-committal? Uh, either out of a lack of a desire to commit to an idea or whatever, or in, because we don't want to offend somebody. Uh, oh, the, like the whole premise of this podcast. Yeah. Well, no being centrist. That was just a question. No, I'm asking. Sure. <laughs> Did we just play out what you just said? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. The, the stand for nothing or you'll fall for anything thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's what the whole idea would be. That's what we mm. would discuss. Mm. Season maybe so season two of this podcast will be from the left. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually. And then season three will be from the right. That one will just be on Corey's back porch. <laughs> <laughs> because we won't have an audience anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I've got a cool back porch. You do, that's true. You guys right. can come, come over, over to you it. You guys can come over. Your fancy Edison bulbs and everything. Mm. So anyways, I did just he actually make them. Yeah. Yeah, cool. he did. I hear he's a good artisan light bulb maker. I, yeah. I, yeah. I contracted him. He's part of the gig economy and I asked him <laughs> to make me some lights. He works out of a, a warehouse in China. That's where mm. <laughs> that's where all those light bulbs are made. Yeah. He just keeps he's himself a busy. Guy. He's a he's a trekkie. Uh, could be. He's much more cerebral, so he'd have to be. <laughs> He was quoted as saying that Chewbacca was his favorite character of all time, so he's clearly a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Look, for everyone listening, I tried to keep this reasonable and from the middle. But anyway, <laughs> and here we are. To your point, I agree. I don't know what the infatuation with um, passionately pretending like one camp or the other is right on any of these subjects. Like, why can't you just like both? Uh, and and what's the unwillingness to admit flaws or downsides to your tribe? to the thing that you like? Right? Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't understand. In if you were at home and and you're a huge PlayStation person and you're at home with your console and nobody's around and it's slow, you're like, man, this thing stinks. It's slow. You'll right. admit it to yourself. Yeah, you know. Uh, or if a, a the politician from your side uh, says something dumb, you're gonna go, that's dumb, but you won't admit that out loud. Right. And so the unwillingness to just say, yeah, sometimes my thing stinks mm-hmm. and sometimes your thing gets something better or sometimes the third or fourth option gets it better. Um, you know, I like I enjoy how expansive <coughs> uh, with Disney's acquisition of Star Wars and killing off all the extended universe or whatever. Uh, Star Trek is much more expansive at this point. You know, Next Generation had seven seasons. Deep Space Nine had seven seasons. Star Trek Voyager had seven seasons. Enterprise had three or four seasons. The original series and animated uh, series are both several seasons. There's nine films before the reboot films, and then there's three more. 
Uh, there's a lot more content to enjoy if you're a Star Trek fan. Right Doesn't now. Captain right. Picard have a series coming out where he makes wine or something? There's now Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, and Picard is getting a new series where Riker is coming back. So there's just a lot more to enjoy currently if you're a Star Trek fan versus Star Wars has 11 or 12 films and a couple animated, three animated shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing that if, you know, some people love getting immersed into the universe why why watch the office 20 times you love feeling like you're there with the characters and you're immersed in the world if you want to be immersed in a in a sci-fi world i don't know anything bigger than star trek that you can immerse yourself in right um there's just so much content that you can enjoy that's all tied to the same universe essentially so um i think that's a nice plus if you're that person and you want to enjoy star trek that way and you enjoy the character-driven drama and that sort of cerebral aspect of the show—I that's—I think that's great. I love some of the adventure, swashbuckling nature of Star Wars. I think that's mm-hmm. there's this epic adventure about it that um, you know, while Star Star Trek has this adventurous type spirit, it's this researcher scientist type spirit to it versus just uh, you know, I'm hanging I'm hanging off the mast of a ship. Uh, you know, leaning into the wind, excited for what's on you the horizon. You mean like actual heroes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With skills? Yeah. So, Midlers, <laughs> we want you to weigh in on which is worse. <laughs> how terrible is Star Trek and how terrible is Star Wars? And tell right. us why your thing is better. You want a, a good movie that actually, like, makes money because people like it? What's that? Or Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, Or, I mean, do you want a show that tries to preach at you? Yeah. And uh, if I've got to see lens flare one more yeah. time, but right, we can all agree it doesn't that dive into the character development thing that we talk about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really talking about the new reboot. I just wanted to hold all three, all three, uh, all three stances over the course of this yeah. podcast. That's fine. And so now I've now I've done that. The quit last me, one was being so non-committal. Yeah, centrist. What? Girl, where's your backbone? I'm committal. Maybe, okay, maybe committal not. from the middle. We can we can all agree though that Andro Android phones suck, right? <laughs> in this I mean, in this room, yes. I mean, have you gone back and just like somebody said, "Hey, can you pull up my camera real quick?" And it takes you seven <laughs> steps to figure it out. Yeah. Oh. And where do the photos go after you take them? Oh, you got to do twelve clicks to get through here, and then my gallery's hidden in this folder. But wait, you got to kill all the ta- the tasks first because. Well, it, it takes some time to find them because Google actually owns them all. The Android user doesn't. So <laughs> it's totally different. Man, it feels like it's... my wife went to a galaxy for like a week yeah. and then and then took it back. I mean, and, went, and just got the new iPhone. So clunky. Yeah. And and it's that's the kind of stuff, though. That's, that's what. Yeah. That's what will die on. Yeah. Is Is that that hill? Yeah. Well, I'm clearly comfortable picking the iPhone as my preferred right. device. Yeah. It may be dying on as hyperbole. <laughs> it's pronounced hyperbole. Mm. Hyperbole. Hi- hyperbole. <laughs> hyperbole. <coughs> I don't know what it is. So that's it. That, those were some of the that's thoughts. That's very, yeah, that's very, uh, I've, I've found that to be true. It's a little frustrating. You want to just be able to approach your favorite thing with a a balanced mindset. Yeah. Not be so... Yeah. Live. Be honest. Let other people live. 
And that's like the meme that's like, just let people like things. That's why, exactly. Why can't people like things? It's the super exaggerated, stretched out lips where somebody's going, shh. <laughs> yeah. And it says, just let people enjoy things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that feels like it. Could like being a joy killer. If you're an Xbox fanboy and somebody's like, yeah, I just got the PlayStation. Be like, hey, that's awesome, dude. Good for you. What games yeah. are you excited to play? I'm, I'm glad that y- you're finding happiness. Yeah. Instead of saying, why did you do that, idiot? Yeah. And then maybe your PlayStation friend can tell you what actual gaming looks like. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the third thing. So so enjoy life. Be honest about the things you like. Yeah. Allow other people to enjoy things. Uh-huh. Choose your friends well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And keep that door revolving. Yeah. <laughs> as 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 it would fit your needs. Yeah. So revolving saying. like a circle, like a ring, like an orange ring, maybe on your Xbox because it's broken already. <laughs> mm. Right after you bought it, yeah, because it's the worst. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, I just enjoy that we've might have we might have proved that we're not non-committal. Uh, we are willing to commit. <laughs> and uh, this was the hill we're dying on today. If you think from the middle means we don't have opinions on things. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made that clear in pet peeves. Actually, yeah. <laughs> we oh. very clearly have <laughs> opinions. We have opinions, and you know, speaking of opinions, and um, and we're th- we're thinking about guests. I think we need to get on some some interesting guests uh, with like different points of view and uh, people who are outside our, our our personal realms of thinking. So. That's a challenge for us. We're, we're we've got a short list that we're right, starting yeah, to build. Right, right now, obviously, like we can only have people who we know. Right, right. So we're not doing it because we're in our own echo chamber, if you will, and we're trying to just find people who agree with us. We're just reaching out to people we know, and people are somehow reluctant to jo- to be on a podcast they know nothing about with uh, limited reach. So as we continue to grow, we want to get more interesting, more diverse guests. Uh, guys, girls, black, white, all of, all of the above, and um, just have all yeah. kinds of people on here to talk about different things. Yeah. It's easiest to get the people <laughs> that'll come on here for free. <laughs> uh, and then over time, we'll get the actually interesting people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Sorry, just, Greg, hey. Jeremy. Yeah, Jim. Jim. So, just kidding. Sorry. Sorry. We had James Taylor on this podcast. <laughs> No, I'm I'm kidding. I in fact, I was I th- I think all of us were very excited to pull in some dear friends that uh yeah. that have some interests that are similar and different to all of us. And so um I it's it's been a great time. We've had some awesome guests so far. But uh but yeah, we do understand that uh it's a big whole big old world out there and we're excited to see who else might want to hop on. Speaking of James Taylor, the episode that we did with him where we talked about Dungeons and Dragons, we had a Midler send us a private note um, that I don't think they necessarily wanted shared. So I'll leave their name out of it. But they were the parent that sent us this note was from a traditionally conservative background who was of the mindset um, that we talked about in the 80s and, and stuff about the sort of satanic panic. And so when they found out that their kid was venturing into the realms of Dungeons and Dragons, they panicked a little bit. Because they were of that mindset. And then they shared with us that because they had listened to our episode, they had a a sympathetic view and a much more open mind. And it actually um, gave them some questions to ask their kid and some talking points to talk to their kid about Dungeons and Dragons. 
And the kid was like blown away that the parent even knew to ask those questions. And it opened up a really cool dialogue between the two of them. And I was like, that's really cool to see like the, the little small ways that, you know, us three idiots around these microphones talking about stuff actually had a little bit of a positive uh, impact in the, the world. So that was cool for me to see and yeah. to hear. So, yeah. Saving lives, making the world yeah, a better place, just, one hey. podcast at a time. Yeah. Coming at you from the middle verse. From the middle verse. Yeah. I, I feel like the easiest way to describe this is just Seinfeld in the Midwest. <laughs> As I've boiled down the show. Without moving pictures. Yeah, but it's the... An audio version of Seinfeld in the Midwest. Yep. I think people get it, though, if you're talking about a podcast and you just describe it as Seinfeld in the Midwest. Somebody somebody said that about us. Those aren't our words. Maybe somebody not. Said, I don't remember. I'm going to take credit for it. You had an interesting story <laughs> about, about how surprising the amount of reach that we had. Yeah. And we have no delusions of grandeur here, but this yeah. was a really cool story that Dylan shared with us. Yeah, so uh, a, a friend of mine uh, was texting back and forth with somebody that he knew in Texas and uh, who used to be from the Columbus area. And uh, they were talking a little bit about different things that they watch and whatever, and podcasts came up. And so my friend uh, is, again, talking to the, the gentleman from Texas, and the, the person from Texas tells my friend, hey, you got to check out this podcast from the middle. It's from Columbus, guys. And uh, my friend goes, uh, yeah, I know the guy <laughs> on the show. How did you hear about it? And he was referred to our podcast from somebody that lives in Columbus uh, that uh, that he knew. And so it was this funny kind of circle that it made all its way. It made its way to like, oh, you should definitely check out these guys or, you know. I'd, I'm sure it wasn't. I would be exaggerating if I said this show's amazing, but it was like, you know, these these guys that do a pretty good Columbus area kind of themed. You know, yeah. they they talk a little bit about some of the goings on around the city. Da, da, da. So it was funny to get that yeah. that recommendation. Uh, you know, to one of my friends who's like, yeah, I've, I know, yeah, I know about it because I know the guy, one of the guys. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, we super appreciate it. It's stuff like that, and I think from uh, last episode, our friend Bilbo Baggins uh, telling some folks, it's it's all of you that are very kindly sharing um, our show, and we hope that we're entertaining and uh, and funny, and and uh, at least that's why I'm here. I'm just testing material <laughs> <laughs> for our open and our inevitable open mic night. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, right. we're gonna take this show live eventually. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Do you think we could do like uh, a common man in the bone and like go down to nationwide outside of a game? And, oh, yeah. Uh, from our uh, friends at 97 won the fan and, and yeah. do like a live show. We could do that. We could do um, we could do the same thing. But for like for like, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco showing up at the funny bone. Boom. We could do that. Yeah. Or just in front of a pizza shop somewhere. We could do just or, in front of a, or pizza. a Chinese restaurant in Gahanna. A Chinese restaurant, Gahanna. Yeah. Joy, f- joy food. Joy food. On Morrison. Love that place. Oh, love so that place. I love a good lo mein. Oh, man. I, we <coughs> spent so much money there when we first got married. Mm-hmm. They're a good place. They have both Co and Pessy. <laughs> I think that's racist. <laughs> what? We were just talking about how we don't have to have the attitude of like. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. I meant I meant which brands of pop they offer. I don't even know what race you're talking about would rather have Coke. Is anyone really debating Coke and Pepsi anymore? Are we past that as a country? 
Is that the first minor hill that we've no progress? That's still that we've a made? heated debate. It's still a heated debate. I think. Yeah. Really? Dep- yeah. I think it probably depends on where you live. But I'm tired. Can we move past this one? This feels like an easy. It's just soda. I when feel did, like when did you start saying soda? By the way, pop weirdo. Soda, whatever. I don't know. It, this feels like the easiest mole it's pop. Job. You know why it's pop? You know why it's pop? Ohio. No, because soda already has a reference in the beverage world. If you if you go to a place and you ask for soda, what they should bring you is crappy tasting water with bubbles in it because that's what you asked for. That's what soda is. If you ask for pop, there's no confusion. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I ask for diet whatever, so <laughs> they'll never be confused when I tell them what I want. Yeah, well, we... Yeah, but then, but then, well, I mean, Dr. Pepper or or Coke. Who says that? Places that have both Dr. Pepper and Coke. Well, they don't have both diet. I can tell you that. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Your system's not foolproof, my friend. It just it just feels like the whole soda thing should be over. I think as more people drink like specialty waters and things, this whole this whole pop one should. Yeah, we're revisiting this topic. Corey, Corey looks like he's. I hate it when you guys. Why do you it's, have to fight? Oh, we're upsetting our Star Wars kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, it, it feels like maybe we're winding down. <laughs> I don't know what makes you think we've that. Been, we've been winding down for about twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, it's been is, a long. This is good. It's been a long while. We've been we've been walking here. <laughs> Look, Meryl Streep isn't going to win an Oscar every time she's nominated. Okay, and <laughs> we're not winning awards with every single episode that we make. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but we're going to work it on the carpet, though. Yeah. Not every, you can't sweep every time like Lord of the Rings sweeps Star Wars and Star Trek every time. So. Yeah. That's a thing we also haven't discussed. <clears throat> Why do fantasy films get all of the, the Academy love, but the sci fi films don't? Do fantasy films get a lot of love, though? I feel like they do. I mean, I think they Lord get of the more R- than the sci fi films. Lord do. of the Rings was the outlier. Like, I mean, you, you can't, you, seriously, like a, a movie, like, breaks records and it's not winning any awards that's just wrong i'm sorry that brings up the question of like um popcorn (laughs) films and then high art indie films and 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 why you can't just take the fact that box office sales and people just love one and less people go to the other but it's better because it's more elevated high art can film festival yeah like there's almost like a they treat it like there's tiers of viewership and tiers of quality. Yeah. That's, it's like. I think the proposal for that, like with the Academy Awards, because they need more viewers too, even for that. Uh, I think somebody has proposed essentially a blockbuster award. That's not as major as best picture, best actor, best actress, whatever. But I think they've essentially proposed almost like a fan favorite. Yeah. uh, As a, a, a slightly more minor award. Uh, maybe like how some people view best independent film or something like that. Sure, um, I think that's fine. Do that. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can it's get, decided. You can yeah. get Seth MacFarlane to host. That's and, right. Uh, decided. Get, yeah, but I think that could be an award. Just do it, and then more people will be glad. Something like massive, like Avengers Endgame. That's a twenty-two year buildup. Can f- that can win that award, and then people go, "All right, cool. Superhero movie got an Academy Award." Yeah. Done. I mean, technically, Dark Knight did. Heath Ledger got Best Supporting Actor or Best Actor. But but either way, I think that's a good idea for that. 
for the Oscars. So All right. Should we shoot the wounded animal or? Yeah, let's let's for sure. Yeah, let's, it's let's it's time. <laughs> With that, thanks so much for tuning in to episode twenty three of From the Middle. We are your hosts, Dylan, Corey, and Kendall, and we thanks for tuning in. Wilbur, why? <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.